0: Welcome to the Just Minding My Black-Owned Business Podcast, the place to be if you are a business owner, entrepreneur, or business leader wanting to take your business from good to great. Tune in as we speak with amazing thought leaders, CEOs, and business trailblazers about their journey, challenges, and successes. Here's your host and business innovation expert, Lynn Nicole. Welcome to the Just
1: Minding My Black-Owned Business Podcast. I am your host, Lynn Nicole. My question for you today is what exactly does financial empowerment mean to you? For me, the concept of financial empowerment means to control your financial future. We don't need to be financially passive, letting life just happen to us. No more will this be a fearful topic, but one in which we take charge and lead with confidence. That's what financial empowerment is to me, and how to achieve it is what I hope you'll learn as we unpack three of the six pillars of financial empowerment in this three-part series with our featured guest, Jane Elligard. On this episode, we'll discuss pillar one to financial empowerment, exploring your money values and beliefs. Today, I'm talking with Jane Elligard, the founder and coach of Elegant Wealth. She empowers women who are ready to show up and own their financial journey with courage, confidence, and wisdom. Jane left the corporate world after 34 years in investments and wealth management with a goal of making a difference in as many women's financial lives as possible. Her six pillars to financial empowerment offers women a unique, creative, and fun, yes, fun, way to inspire financial confidence. She equips women with the clarity and motivation to take action, change their financial reality, and achieve their goals. Jane is defining wealth education in a way that works for women. Welcome to the program, Jane. I'm so glad to have you on. How are you doing today?
2: Oh, I'm great, Lynn. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: (laughs) Indeed. So when we look at the specific patterns of, of thought that can impact a person's emotional well-being, financial empowerment seems to play a huge role in that. So, let's admit it, money can definitely be downright terrifying sometimes. (laughs) Yes, it can. (laughs) Oh, my God. And no matter how much money we do or don't have, we live in fear of it. It That is is absolutely true. And paycheck to paycheck living can happen at all income levels. And building a house of cards with your finances can incite a state of fear that really never goes away. So to be financially empowered, you also need to be emotionally empowered, which is why I felt it was very important to have this conversation because financial empowerment is very reachable, no matter your income, because the beginning steps don't start with dollars and cents. The beginning step starts with a mindset a mindset shift so jane can you give our listeners just a brief overview of what they can expect as we unpack at least three of the six pillars and discuss the importance of financial empowerment for women
2: absolutely lynn so today we're going to talk about money values and beliefs and i think that's really a foundational aspect of what women need to know about how they think about money and in that money mindset. And from there, we're going to, we'll move into a couple of the other pillars. I actually have six pillars that I cover, but we're going to go through over the next uh, few sessions with you, three of those pillars. And, but today we're focusing on the money values and beliefs. And that's the one that I think we don't ever stop and think about. I it's not something that financial advisors typically talk about. For one thing, a lot of financial advisors are men, no offense. And I was one, so I can, I can talk about this, but most of them are men and they're not really comfortable talking about your money values and beliefs. And so it's something that I think gets kind of skipped over. And I think you're absolutely right. There's a lot of fear when it comes to money. There's also a lot of shame and what I've found is that it doesn't matter if you you feel shame because you don't have enough money or you feel shame because you have money. So it's interesting. I don't think people on both ends of the spectrum realize that everybody has very similar feelings around money.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So pillar one, I actually call it, in quotes, marry a rich man. <laughs> yeah, <I love> <laughs> and that is because my dad told me over and over again growing up marry a rich man he would go on to say it's just as easy to fall in love with a rich man as it is a poor man and he was full of little nuggets my dad and uh, and the other thing that he told me all the time that I remember is go into sales there's money to be had in sales and You know, Lynn, the message was very clear that I took away from that. The message I took away was money is good and money would make my life better. And we didn't have much of it. So I just figured, you know, there must be a way to get more and, and, and that it was going to make, make things really good. And, you know, you may have heard something like that. Your listeners may have heard something similar, or you may have heard, you know, money is bad. Mm-hmm. Rich people are greedy or evil even. And, you know, that is a very different feeling than around money. And, you know, money intertwines with every aspect of our lives. And you know, so those messages are going to start to impact everything, including you know, your relationships. So, you know, have you ever had a fight with a loved one over money? Who hasn't? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, money causes so much friction. You know, it's one of the top reasons for couples fighting and for them getting divorced. And, you know, so understanding where you're coming from around money is incredibly important it impacts your career. So if like me, you heard money is good and you wanted more of it, you know, you, you, you're you know, trying to get that next promotion, you're trying to make more money. But if you heard money is bad, you know, you could be sabotaging that next promotion opportunity without even realizing that you're doing it. Because if you start making more money, than everybody else in your family, you could be ostracized.
1: Yes, it can become a serious problem, especially as a female if you're making more money than your counterpart, or counterpart, I should say. You know, it becomes more of an ego thing because no offense to men, I have (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's just there are some men out there that feel that they are the dominant and they need to make more, and they get kind of funny if you're making more than them
2: they do and you know so trying to uncover you know what those messages were that you heard when you were growing up and then having conversations with your loved ones about money and you know money is still such a taboo subject you know we're willing to talk about almost anything but money and i and i don't know if i should say this on on this but you know i think yeah. we're willing to talk about sex before we'll talk about money Mm hmm. -hmm. You know, it's just it's one of those things that we were raised. It's not polite to talk about money, you know, and so we avoid it. And yet, we need to be talking about it. Because what's happening, in particular for women, is because women aren't talking about it we aren't learning about it. Mm -hmm. And the way we so often learn is by collaborating with one another and getting together and and hearing that somebody else has experienced something that you're going through. Mm -hmm. And by not talking about it, we're not giving ourselves that opportunity to broaden our horizons and our spectrum on how we view money. And so I just think it's it's something that, that we need to continue to move forward on. You know, it's I had a woman say to me after I'd done a workshop, I said, Oh, I hope you hope you got a lot out of you know the workshop and and that you're gonna be able to move forward in your money journey, your financial journey much more powerfully. And she said change, she said, I don't think you realize what you've done here. You've not only impacted me, but you've impacted my family and this community. And so I think, you know, it goes so much further than just you.
0: You're listening to the Just Minding My Black-Owned Business Podcast. We'll be right back after this
2: break. This is Vonette Wright. I want to invite you to listen to my upcoming podcast, The Hand That You've Been Dealt. It's going to be a very informative podcast that deals with situations we deal with in our personal and professional life. Make sure you tune in every Friday at 4 p.m.
3: Have you heard about the new Black Business Directory? Welcome to Click Urban. Here, you can find hundreds of businesses owned by us. Whatever business professional you're looking for, they're right here. And the best part is, membership is absolutely free. Just go to www.theclickurban.com, sign up for a free account, create your free listing, and boom, you're done. Begin surfing the largest black business directory online and be seen by hundreds of customers and clients all in one place. Get exposure on all of the major search engines, including Google. Our innovative platform includes search engine optimization that will make your listing easy to find. This is the hottest new business directory created for us by us. Join today. Go to www. TheClickUrban.com
0: You're listening to the Just Minding My Black-Owned Business Podcast. We'll be right back after this break.
2: And so I think, you know, it goes so much further than just you.
1: Yes. Yes. I I would definitely agree with that because uh, you built that foundation and you carry that through your life and you share that with your kids and so forth. So it it impacts a lot.
2: It really does. And, you know, one of the kind of three legs of the stool, so to speak, for my, for me starting this business was, you know, I think if you as a woman don't understand your financial situation, you probably also aren't going to have the conversations that you could and should, be having with your parents, with your spouse, with your children, because you're not gonna wanna talk about it because you yourself don't understand it. And there's just so much benefit to be had by being able to have those conversations and share knowledge. You know, if you have children, you know, as your children start to get jobs and, you know, you want them to be saving money and you want them to understand things like 401k plans and, and individual retirement accounts and why it's important to get started early. But if you've never done that and you don't really understand those concepts, you're not gonna be encouraging them to break any patterns or to change how they're moving forward with their money.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I think
1: a lot of it um, goes back to a lot of um, individuals, I should say women and, and, and myself, We've grown up in a household where the man has always taken care of that part. So we didn't have to worry about that. that We just had to take care of the household and the kids. And the dynamics have changed drastically now moving forward. You know, here we are in 2020 and women are basically on top of the world. They are running things, you know. Um, and We need to know how to handle our money, what to do, what we should be investing in. All of those things, because I can go crazy shoe shopping like there is no tomorrow, <laughs> and I need to have a budget. <laughs> a budget? What's a budget when it comes to your shoes?
2: <laughs> well, it's you know I think it's it's really fun when it comes to spending the money. Yes. Uh, I think we all enjoy that aspect of it, but then when it comes to the other stuff it's kind of we turn off and we don't want to deal with it and it's easier to you know have somebody else make those decisions the tougher decisions around money that need to be made Mm -hmm. and you know I was I had a, a woman that I was talking to she's a litigation attorney and and she said to me she said Jane she said you know she said I don't have very much knowledge around money. She said, I don't speak the speak. And so it's all Greek to me. And so I disengage from the conversation, but she said, I know that I can and should understand this. I know I need to understand it and it doesn't fit my lack of knowledge or in this area doesn't fit with my image of myself as a smart person professional woman Mm
1: -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. and I just thought that was so beautifully said because I think that's true for so many of us we we we're we are smart (laughs) yes we are without a doubt (laughs) we're smart and this isn't rocket science you know I think I think it's been such a male-dominated field and it's so masculine and i I don't know if some of it's been a little bit intentional that they didn't want us to learn about this, and so they made you know they made up these words and this lingo that that we don't really understand and and so I think it it puts a lot of us off, mm-hmm. but this is something that we need to understand. Lynn, eight out of ten women will end up on this journey alone.
1: Wow
2: whether they never marry, they're divorced, or they're widowed. So at some point in time, most women are going to have to step up and take responsibility for their financial situation. Mm-hmm. And so learning as much as we possibly can now versus waiting for that significant life event to happen just puts us in you know, that place of empowerment. And gives us that confidence to move forward and to understand it. So I just really encourage women not to wait until something takes place. You know, the trigger happens where there's, you know, that transition that now you're forced to take it on and forced to understand it when you're in a scary, overwhelming situation.
1: Which is not a good thing.
2: No, it's, that's never a good place to be. And so you know, taking the steps to learn about it now is just going to be that much more valuable when the time comes that you, you do really need to, to understand it. So getting engaged around those conversations, because the conversations that are taking place, whether it's with your spouse, with your your father, your son, whoever it is, but getting engaged in those discussions and they impact your financial future. So you want to have a say in what's, what's happening. One of the analogies that I use is, you, know, you probably wouldn't let somebody else go to the grocery store for you and buy groceries for the week for your family without any input from you. Very true right
1: yes Yes. right
2: i mean we all have our things that we you know Mm
1: -hmm.
2: somebody else might come back with things that you know your your family come back with skim milk
1: and i like
3: coal Exactly.
2: (laughs) exactly and you'd be like i'm not drinking this this is horrible you know or they might come back with you know sugary cereals that you would never feed your kids exactly and so you would never do that And yet, somehow, we're willing to hand over decisions about our financial future.
1: Yeah, that's a scary thing when you say it like that.
2: Isn't it? (laughs) You know, if you really stop and think about it, why would we do that?
1: Well, what are the steps? Because I want (laughs) to (laughs) know. Every time I have my shows, I have my pen and paper. Everyone knows. And I'm taking notes along the way myself because... I'm always open to learn.
2: Well, I, we all need to be. So that's, that's definitely true. Well, with the money, values, and beliefs, I'm going to have you, Lynn, do a little exercise with me. Oh, fun, fun, fun. I know. <laughs> I think that makes, I love doing this because I think uh, it makes it a little bit more interesting. So one of the exercises that I have the women do in my course is draw a family tree. So put yourself in the middle and have your parents and your grandparents on your family tree, draw your spouse, Mm
1: -hmm. draw
2: your, any children or grandchildren, if you have, have, have those in your life. Okay. So draw those, draw that out and start thinking about what are the money values and beliefs that you recall you know, your grandparents talking about and handing down to your parents and what are the money values and beliefs that your parents talked about and handed down to you. And you, you know, they may not have realized that they were even doing it. Like my dad talking about marry a rich man or going to sales. I don't think he realized what he was doing, that he was imparting something that I was taking very seriously, that it meant money was good and I need more of it to make my life better. Mm. And, you know, so stop and think about that. And I'd love to hear, Lynn, what what comes to mind for you?
1: Gosh, growing up, uh, listening to uh, my grandmother and my grandfather, it was about you work hard and you, you know, you get yourself a good job, you go to school, you know, get a good education, and that will get you where you need to go, you know? But then you get around, and and we should also, your aunties and things of that nature, you know, hear them and they're like, you need to find a guy that got good credit. (laughs) (laughs) What's his credit score? So that you can have the things that you want, you know? and rely on that you find you a good man to take care of you and so forth. And those are the things that I grew up around and heard and you start looking for that, those individuals, you know? And that definitely is not what I wanted for my children to think you needed to find someone who's gonna be able to take care of you. Because for me, I taught my children and I hope they've learned, and are still listening that um, you need to be able to provide for yourself. If you can't take care of yourself, first and foremost, you can't expect someone to take care of you because that person might not be there, you know? Yep. Um, So for me it was find Like you say, that rich man find that perfect guy or you work and get what's yours, you know, you get out there, you hustle, you do what you need to do and, and you plan, you know, you get property, you build those assets, things that you can take down and um, to the next generation and so
2: forth. Yeah, no, I'm those, that, those are great messages. The thing that I found Lynn is that women given the opportunity to share, what they remember they get really excited Mm -hmm. it's fun to share that and that's probably not a conversation that you have with very many people or talk about and so the women that i've had go through my course my program they have so much fun sharing these stories and they can hardly wait for it to be their turn to share (laughs) yay this is so fun i actually get to talk about this and i've never talked about it but you went right into it i mean i love how you you recognize what you heard from your parents and your aunties and you know, kind of those, those messages that you receive and how maybe that wasn't exactly the message that you wanted to pass down to your children. And so you shifted that message of, well, no, you need to learn how to provide for yourself. And I think that's such a beautiful you know, message to give your children and your grandchildren. It, you know, I talk a lot about legacy as we go through the program and legacy is so much more than money. I think so oftentimes people connect it to money and it's all about, you know, how much money are you leaving behind or, you know, whether to your family, to charities, but legacy is about these messages, these values and beliefs that you're handing down to your family members. And so, you know, I think really stopping and thinking about, those messages that were given to you and how those may not be the same messages that you really want to pass down to your next generation. Exactly. Because and so I love works for it. them.
1: might not work for you.
2: Well, exactly. And, and they may shift it because they may decide that what you shared with them doesn't work for them. Right. So, yeah, you know, so they're going to shift it, but, You know, each generation making steps forward and thinking about it and, and being, you know, very aware and conscientious about money is going to help everybody move forward. And so I think that's a really big component of, you know, understanding those money values and beliefs. And then the other piece of it is, you know, if you are married, run through the same exercise with your spouse. Or your partner, and you know, he, and and if you if you aren't married yet, get in there before you. Get married. <laughs> I need <laughs> to have fill
1: this application out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> sign on, sign on the dotted line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, have these conversations, but have them go through the same. And it's been interesting as I've encouraged the women that I've been working with to you know, have these conversations with their, their spouse or their partner and they they discover a multitude of things. They discover either that, you know, well, the reason we're fighting about money is because you were raised completely differently and you were receiving completely different messages, messages than I was. I had one woman share with me. She said, you know, I always thought we were raised very differently when it came to money. And yet when we actually stopped and talked about it, we found that there were actually more similarities than differences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They were just approached differently. And, but the bottom line, the values were actually pretty, pretty similar. And so I thought that was really interesting. So I think you don't really know until you start talking about it, but talking about it at a time when you're not fighting about money, Mm -hmm. you know, and being able to have that honest, candid discussion and actually come to some conclusions about why you each feel the way you do, why you approach money the way you do, can be a a really strong possibility for cutting down on some of that money friction that's happening. And, you know, and making compromises, you know, coming to some compromises around, well, I know you like to approach money this way, and I like to approach it this way, but maybe we can find some middle ground so that it doesn't you know cause the tension that it has been
1: and hinder the relationship absolutely yes it can get really bad
2: yeah it it can get bad and again i mean it's it's a it's a top reason for couples getting divorced so if you can learn to talk about it and work through it i think it's just going to be really beneficial to you and and to you know other people in your family your children and so, so that, that's kind of a little bit about money values and beliefs. And the one other thing that I often have the women do is just thinking about all the different hats that we wear as women. And, you know, thinking about, you know, the roles that we play. And so oftentimes we make decisions because we're a wife or a mother, a daughter, a sister and they can impact your finances. And I'm not saying that one decision is right or wrong or better than another, but I think taking the time to consider the financial impact and the emotional impact from decisions that we're making is something that, again, we don't often take the time to do. So, you know, for example, you know, so oftentimes women take time out of their careers they step out of their careers to either take care of children or to take care of a parent or you know somebody else, and so there's a financial and an emotional um, you know implications to all of those decisions. And again, not right or wrong, but you need to understand what those what those uh, implications are and at least give them some consideration totally. So I guess in closing, I just I want you to think about, you know, the money values and beliefs and how they're impacting your life. Because again, it does intertwine with your relationships, with your career, your community, your family. There's so many uh, ways that money gets pulled into all of these different aspects of your life. And so, giving yourself some space and time to actually think about it, because it's just something that I think so oftentimes we don't ever even consider, but because it does have such a broad ranging, you know, uh, impact on your life, money's just so emotional. And so I think if we can take some of the emotion out of it and, and look at it a little bit more clearly, I think it will, it will really help help you move forward in your financial journey
1: wow well you definitely have given me a, a lot to think about i think once i'm done here with you i'm going to go in there and and, and bother my husband i'm like look i need you to do a family <laughs> <treat."> <laughs> i need you to do this exercise with me to make sure that we are on the same page <laughs> oh, that, i think that would be wonderful <laughs> I, too. I think it will be fabulous I, i'm excited that you are um sharing all this information with us because uh, it's not always privy to us if we don't get it out there, you know? So uh, I do wanna thank you uh, so much for sharing your expertise and coaching us through these pillars of financial empowerment. So what is the next pillar that we are going to be discussing so we can get them all excited about it? And I'm excited.
2: Yeah, the next pillar that we will discuss is one that I call planes, trains, and automobiles okay (laughs) and it's all about your starting point and you know when you want to reach your destination you first have to know your starting point and in financial terms your starting point is your net worth and having an awareness and an understanding around those numbers is the only way i think you can really move forward on your journey okay
1: well in conclusion i do want to leave um the listeners with a quote from uh, Stephen Covey, it says, your economic security does not lie in your job. It lies in your own power to produce, to think, to learn, to create, to adapt. That's true financial independence. It's not having wealth. It's having the power to produce wealth. That to me is just so powerful.
2: That's beautiful. I, I like that a lot. That's a great quote. Thank you. Uh,
1: can you do me a favor? Um, can you tell me or really tell the listeners about your signature offerings and packages that you do have available?
2: Oh, I'd love to. So I have a digital course that I'm just rolling out. So I would love to have uh, women join the, the course there. And you'll be able to take it two different ways. So you can either do kind of just uh, you know learn on your own and work through the different pillars and the videos and, and everything that will be included in that digital course um, by yourself at kind of at your pace. Or I will also, I'm offering up a kind of a six week challenge where we'll go through all of the videos together and each week we'll have time together on a live Zoom where you can, share your stories like we did today and ask questions that uh, in a very safe space that you always felt like you wanted to ask but uh, felt too embarrassed to ask about money. So that will be really a lot of fun and that's my favorite way to approach money is to really give women this opportunity to come together and share their stories and ask their questions awesome the best way that they can connect with you <laughs> is on my website would be the best way it's www.elegantwealth.com and elegant has two l's like my last name Elegard. awesome all
1: right <laughs> well that wraps up this week's episode i hope you enjoyed the content as always please share subscribe review us on apple podcasts or whatever podcast platform you do use. Thanks for listening. And remember, the dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. See you next episode.
0: You've been listening to the Just Mind in My Black-Owned Business with Lynn Nicole podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like more information on any of our stories or would like to know how to get involved and share your story, head over to our website at theclickurban.com to contact us. Have a great week, and we'll see you next episode.